0: today is the 19th of may 2022 and at this time we have the opportunity to cultivate mindfulness this quality of knowing recollection knowing and recollecting the in and out breathing breathing in boot breathing out dough. We can also cultivate loving kindness, wishing oneself well and happy, wishing all beings may they be well and happy. And these are all ways to make the mind peaceful. We call them samatha kamatanas, meditation objects that lead to tranquility. Then there's vipassana kamatana, which leads the mind to have wisdom this word vipassana, the first part, we is related to the word viset, which means uh, that which is excellent. So to see excellently, to see clearly, to know according to the truth, according to dhammas that should be known and seen. And if the mind lacks peacefulness, lacks collectedness, then we don't know clearly so we can see that this quality of samadhi, of recollectedness and peace, is important. <coughs> so we make our body peaceful, make our speech peaceful, and this is virtue, uh, which is peacefulness. Then to make our mind peaceful, we call this samadhi. And we really apply our minds to have this quality of pouring our minds into the practice, applying them, which we call jitta, the mindfulness in all activities. With the in and out breathing, we have the faith to be mindful of the in and out breath, to make the mind peaceful, to give rise to understanding. Because if the mind is just busy and distracted, then wisdom doesn't arise. So we see the use of samadhi and the training of the mind, the use of this quality of peace and collectedness, which we need. And we need this quality to succeed in our mental training, to have knowledge and wisdom arise, to walk according to the teachings of the Buddha. And so all the subjects we study, all the kinds of work we do, We need to have this quality of setting the heart on the task. We need to like and enjoy what we're doing. Because if we don't enjoy it or like it, then we just feel hot and agitated. So we do our activities with mindfulness, with enjoyment. Then we can get, we can lose ourselves in that work or activity. And work that's on a subtler level is this training of the mind. And sometimes we see that our intentionality or our application of mind decreases. This is when our chanda decreases. We might feel bored or weary of training the mind. And then when the time comes to sit meditation, to chant or walk meditation, the defilements, the says, they pull us to do other things, to be lost in the ways of the world. And this is something that takes away our time. So we need to set our hearts well to see that this training of the mind is something important in our lives. Something that's important to do before our bodies degrade and pass away according to their nature. So we need to have effort and perseverance in this. anything we do, any kind of work or training, we need to have patient endurance and effort in order to succeed and grow. And if we just feel weary and bored and lazy, then we don't succeed, we don't reach our goal. And we see that there are many things that pull the mind outside from doing goodness and merit. But if we strive with sincerity and effort then success is not beyond our ability, not beyond our capacity for effort. So we have various thoughts that arise and we are intent not to follow those thoughts, not to go outside the path to freedom. And we see that the monastic rules and practices are important in the training of the mind to be content, to be humble, to be in harmony with the community, not to trouble the community, to have effort and to set our hearts well. To have this quality of firm effort, not to give up our retreat. We can observe our, our own minds, our own minds well established, firmly established. And so effort in sitting and walking, we should understand what this means to have effort in sitting and walking. If the mind is just distracted and agitated, if it's not focused or concentrated, and we just let our mind go, then we're doing effort without a goal. We're just having effort in terms of maintaining the posture of sitting and walking, but it has no benefit, no usefulness. So, this isn't what we call real effort, because the mind's just floating away. It's just like if we're studying, reading a book, and our mind is just thinking about other things. Or we're listening to the Dhamma, but we don't understand what's being said, because our minds aren't focused. It's like the story of the son of Anattapindika, went to listen to the Dhamma, but he didn't want to listen. He didn't have chanda, and faith didn't arise, because he just wanted money because his father told him if he listened to the Dhamma and learned one phrase, then his father would give him money. So he sat far away from the Buddha. And we can observe that people in school, when they sit far away, they're not very intent to learn. While those who sit close in the front row, for instance, have this firm intent to learn, to listen and to study, to train their minds. The son of Anattapindika sat far away. He didn't have interest. And we can think well, who is really interested in the world? We can see that we had the son of a very wealthy man, Anattapindika, and he was just lost in sense pleasures, lost in the world, uh, lost in the pursuits of young people, of pleasure and money he already had a lot of money and a lot of fame. And when we go to practice the Dhamma, we have to abandon that which is fun, those fun activities and distractions. We have to abandon getting lost in pleasures. We can see that no one wants to do this. And so Anatta son didn't want to do this either. He just wanted to follow the worldly way, and so he sat far away whatever the case, the Buddha gave the Dhamma talk. And by the parami of the Buddha, the son of Natapindaka was able to hear the Dhamma talk as clearly as if he was sitting in the front row. It reminds me of the time at Wat Papong, or the time when I lived at Wat Nangpupong, Lumpucha would speak without a microphone in the Dhamma hall, and even 20 meters away, one could still hear him clearly and so in terms of the fully self-awakened Buddha it's truly a miracle that the son of Anattapindaka could hear him clearly is able to listen to the Dhamma and the Parami arose, the mind gathered together the Idipadas, the four Idipadas were present, the five faculties, the five powers the Seven Factors for Awakening, the Noble Eightfold Path, the Four Bases for Success, all the 37 Wings to Awakening, which are the Dhammas that are required in order to see and realize the Dhamma. So all these qualities gathered together and gave rise to the fruit of seeing the Dhamma. We call this the sotapanna Path and sotapanna Fruit arising because the son of Anattapindika was able to focus and apply his mind in that time. So his mind gathered together and understanding arose. He had this quality of vimamsa, investigation, interest, separating things out, seeking out cause and effect. And so he had this quality of vimamsa and this led to curing the suffering in his heart giving rise to wisdom. So these four bases for success of chanda, viriya, jitta, and vivaṅsa, we should understand them and try to put them into practice, try to strive and to walk the way that the Buddha taught, to contemplate the body, to give rise to clear knowing. Because this clear knowing is that which we want, to see that this physical form This body is impermanent and unstable. It's not a me, not a mine, not a you or yours, not a self. And seeing this is seeing the Dhamma. But before we know and see this for ourselves, we need to have effort and perseverance to pick ourselves up and to not follow the feelings in the heart because sometimes we feel that we want to follow the defilements, to follow the kilases. But this is a waste of time, it's not useful. And if we just follow the and we don't save ourselves from this. Then we're just, we just born and die, born and die, born and die, just like that. So we have to recover ourselves to pick ourselves up from that, not to follow the kilases. And when the kilesas do arise, we practice not to follow them through our body, bodily action, action of speech or action of mind. And Practicing like this is the way to make the mind and body peaceful. And if the mind is distracted and busy, then we can use the skillful means of repeating buddho-dhammo-sango, buddho-dhammo-sango to make the mind peaceful then we're able to make the body and mind peaceful. And so we train like this, we put forth effort, and we're able to know clearly and to see the Dhamma. The mind gives rise to wisdom. We contemplate and samadhi arises and improves. The mind becomes more stable, rapture and pleasure arise. And in this way, we're able to see clearly into the Dhamma that the Buddha taught. The mind is stable, not agitated or not wavering. Faith is firm. And therefore we need to have effort not to just let the mind go after its feelings and moods. Not to get lost in worldly pleasures. Because these worldly pleasures are very easy to find in the present day anything we want to listen, we want to see, it's very easy to get and obtain those things. So we have to save ourselves from this, to pick ourselves up, to train the mind to practice, not to waste our time and not to let our time be uh, wasted in useless pursuits. So we shouldn't contemplate every single day why we were born, And where are we going? Because old age, sickness, and death are normal. It's normal to be separated from that which we love. And we can ask, are we firm in our virtue? We have someone come criticize us. We need to have virtue and restraint. We contemplate that bhikkhus and novices rely on others for their livelihood because bhikkhus and novices have no wealth of their own. But the wealth of a monastic is the monastic virtue. These 227 precepts of the bhikkhu sangha. This is the wealth of the sangha. This is a wealth that's very important. So we have to care for our virtue. And when we care for our virtue, our virtue cares for us so that we're not agitated and troubled, we're not hot. And so we have this very good opportunity to train in samadhi. When we're in our monastic dwelling, our kuti alone, then we practice and train our minds and meditate. Because to seek out an opportunity like this is not easy. It's difficult to be able to be in nature like this to have the chance to train our minds like this. Or if we live in a house, then we might have a shrine room, a place that's a peaceful place, a place for training the mind. So the shrine room or room that's peaceful and quiet, when we go into that room, we should practice not to speak, not to think, not to let the mind be troubled and chaotic and distracted but we set our hearts to make the mind gathered in samadhi. And this quality of samadhi can help us in all our various work and duties, to help us in our studies. This quality of samadhi can also help in the blessing of objects to make them sacred objects. And this quality of samadhi is also that which leads the mind to freedom, brings the mind to freedom from suffering. So may you contemplate this, may you set your hearts on this. Because this Dhamma practice, it's not difficult. We walk the path that the Buddha laid out before us, that the great teachers have already done, that they've already done and realized full awakening already, like Venerable Ajahn Man, Venerable Ajahn Cha. and they've taught the correct way already And when our own minds have trouble and agitation and doubt, it's because of the wrong views in the mind, having a lot of wrong views. But really this practice is something easy and simple. Whether sitting, walking, standing, or lying down, have mindfulness. When you speak, have mindfulness. When you work, have mindfulness. Uh, Eat little, sleep little, speak little, awake with effort and have faith, and take care of your faith, and have faith and enjoyment in the practice, and take care of these things, and take care of this faith and enjoyment. Because sometimes these qualities of faith and liking the practice will degrade, and so we have to practice to increase them again, to use our mindfulness and wisdom to cure this problem. In the end, we'll be able to see the Dhamma, see the truth, It's not difficult, so may you all set your hearts on this.